Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of The State of California. Well, today was the third day of the January 6th committee hearings exploring the attack on the U.S. Capitol last year. Three of the nine members of that select committee are from California. Today's focus was the role of Vice President Pence and the pressure brought to bear on him to try to help then-President Trump illegally overturn the election of Joe Biden. For more, we're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Errol Southers, professor of the practice in national and homeland security at the USC Price School of Public Policy. Professor Southers is a former FBI special agent. He was deputy director of Homeland Security under California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. So as somebody who specializes in Homeland Security, what, what has struck you about the evidence revealed in these hearings so far about the role of extremist groups in this insurrection? Well, what's been really striking is the amount of information they have able, been able to glean from, as we always have said in the Homeland Security space, people who have been forthcoming with regards to those who were involved in the insurrection, uh, family members, friends, employees, co- co-workers, um, calling the FBI, notifying the authorities to identify people. That's been incredibly helpful as they have been gathering evidence over the past year to put on this hearing so and also i'm just struck by the overwhelming amount of information that's going to probably be evidence if should this become a um a judicial process that is just incredibly demonstrative with regards to what really happened there despite some people denying what's really the obvious at this point you know, the committee has tried to show there was real coordination between the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, and they were taking direction from, from the words of President Trump. How consistent is that with what you know about these kinds of groups? Well, these groups are obviously, as you mentioned, are were trying to deflect in terms of their responsibility and saying that they were directed by the former president. These groups have been around for quite some time. Uh, the former president breathed oxygen into many of them, in particular, the Proud Boys, when he basically gave them a shout out during one of his speeches. But they have been looking for someone who would be their champion, and they got it. Uh, this is nothing new. Their extremist ideologies, their notion of being anti-government, of wanting to, if you will, prompt America into a civil war that might result in martial law, because then it facilitates their self-fulfilling prophecies of things like someone in the government coming to take their guns away, putting them in internment camps and other absurd things that are not going to happen in America. But again, the conspiracy theories abound, and this former administration gave them life, and now they're trying to live that life. 
the the overarching goal we've heard from committee members is not necessarily to prosecute President Trump, but to make sure something like this never happens again. How do you think hearings like this can help achieve uh, preventing repetition of this kind of thing? Well, to be honest with you, I think if we don't see some kind of perhaps policy or executive order or some kind of official movement to detect, deter, and defend against this kind of activity, it is going to happen again. Um, To this point, I've seen nothing like that, although the evidence is overwhelming. What's really striking to me, I hate to say it this way, is just how easily this happened at what I would have believed to be one of the hardest targets in this country when it comes to being protected. And we need to really pay attention to how close we came to losing our democracy on January 6th. You know, we've seen a ramping up of violence around abortion clinics in the wake of the leaked Supreme Court opinion. There's been more violence against LGBT events lately here in the middle of Pride Month. Do you think some of the more violent extremist elements in our society have become emboldened by what happened on January 6th? Now they're now they're less reluctant to use violence. What do we do about it? Well, I do think they've become more emboldened, although... I will say that my understanding is just after January 6th, when people started getting arrested, they did tend to tone down the rhetoric and, if you will, the public appearances. But I do think they've become emboldened. The recent arrest of the 31 um, individuals who were going to go to the Pride Day event that you mentioned. Um, So I, I think what's going to happen now is this is going to pick up. We're seeing copycats. We've been warned now. I'm hearing from my sources that they may be calling for follow-on attacks. Um, They may be calling for people to engage. And, you know, there's this whole notion of days of action that's out there. And that's the phrase we're hearing with regards to these groups engaging collectively, as we saw recently. So what do we do about this? I mean, is this our new normal, constant vigilance against this ever-intensifying domestic threat? Well, the first thing we have to do, and I'll I'll put on my professor hat for a moment, is make people better aware and more better educated with regards to the fact that these things are real. We have talked about this for more than a decade. There have been numerous studies, both government and academic, on these movements. These are not lone wolves. These are not one-offs. This is a movement that has been in place. It is not just unique to the United States. It is transnational. And I think the sooner we can get people better educated on that, the better we're going to be. And to your point, it is constant vigilance. You know, the notion of see something, say something is very important. It is not developing a nation, quote unquote, of snitches. It is developing a nation that understands you've got three components to make this happen. You've got an alienated individual, They embrace a legitimizing ideology, and then there's an enabling community that lets it happen. That third component, that enabling community, is the only one we can influence as people who live in this country. And by that, we don't give them the oxygen to breathe. We don't give them the space to operate because they don't do things randomly. They pick their victims, and they plan, and that has to happen in an environment that allows that to take place. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I'm afraid we're out of time, but thanks so much for your expertise. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. 
Errol Suthers, former FBI Special Agent, Deputy Director of Homeland Security under Governor Schwarzenegger. Now he's Professor of the Practice in National and Homeland Security at the USC Price School of Public Policy. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.